Hello, fishermen and women, and welcome back to Against the Current. I am your host, Eli Hollingsworth, and today I will be discussing The Chosen, Season 1, Episode 1, I Have Called You By Name. Uh, now, this episode, it's a great first episode to The Chosen. It uh, kind of establishes the tone, um, although I think that the tone in this episode, particularly the first two episodes, uh, the tone may be a bit darker or not as, I don't know, just not as lighthearted as a lot of the other episodes in the show. Uh, because uh, when I first watched this episode, I I wasn't expecting The Chosen to be as lighthearted of a show as it is from this episode because uh, it, it didn't have, you know, as many laughable moments, the, the normal jokes that we that are persistent in The Chosen episodes, uh, especially more in season two. Maybe that's just because the filmmakers, uh, i.e. Dallas Jenkins and his crew, found maybe their confidence more, I guess that's what it is, and they just allow, and they just allow themselves to have more fun. Uh, maybe they're just more nervous, who knows. Um, this episode does not is not as lighthearted as some of the other episodes in the show, but I still think it's, it's a good one nonetheless. Like, well, I mean, every episode of the show is good. I don't think there's any bad episodes, but this one in particular, well, it's, it's about as good as, you know, it's, it's a good episode, you know. It's the pilot, it's the first episode, it establishes the show, it shows us, you know, it introduces us to all our different characters. We got Mary, Nicodemus, um, Andrew, Simon, Matthew, um, and even Jesus <laughs> at the end. Uh, not all of them characters but the main ones for this for at least these first four episodes of the show uh these are kind of our main characters and this is our main setting this is the um capernaum 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 <laughs> i am uh if you'll probably learn this uh on the podcast i am terrible with pronunciation even though they say it in the show um so i apologize for any future times i will mispronounce something but um, nonetheless, this episode, these first four episodes, uh, all kind of go together. Um, they're very much like, you know, the same characters, the same, like, kind of arcs and themes going on here. Um, most of which are established in this episode. Um, and, I mean, you know, as a pilot for the show, it works very great. You know, it intrigues you, it, uh, makes you go, you know, it hooks you in and it, it establishes the tone, it establishes the main characters again, at least for these four episodes, um, and it just establishes the story, you know, what kind of the, what's going to be going on here, and, uh, it makes you want to, it can make you go, oh, what's, what's going to happen next, I want to see what happens, I want to click the next episode, I want to watch the next episode, um, because this is interesting, this is intriguing, um, so, I'd say it's, I'd say it's very good, I, um, have seen a lot of other shows, uh, I love Marvel in particular, Star Wars, Disney. Um, their content is going downhill, like most of the culture nowadays, except for the Chosen, um, which seems to be going uphill. Um, and you know, I've seen a lot of other shows with a lot of different hooks in them. That uh, a lot of different first episodes, intros, that are you know establishing the tone, establishing the characters, establishing the story, um, setting everything up that it needs to set up. And I think this show, um, with this first episode, does it just as well as any of the other shows that I've seen, if not better. Um, I mean, you know, it's just as good. 
um, with a lot of the other shows I've seen, it's probably better because, I mean, The Chosen is, you know, every time I think about it, every time I watch The Chosen, every time, you know, I talk about it with my friends and the people around me, there's just kind of a special feeling that it has to it. Um, that's very unique in its own way, and it's a, it's kind of a, you know, I can't, it's got its own, like, feeling to it. It's got its own vibe and, and, uh just sense about it that I get whenever I think about it, whenever I talk about it. Um, it's probably just because I'm one of those people that when I watch something, like I'm, a, I'm always thinking about ideas. I'm always, um, I'm very creative by nature. So I'm always, you know, trying to do something. So whenever I see something like this, The Chosen, uh, other shows, I immediately, if it's currently going, I immediately look at it and say, I want to be in that. I want to be a part of that. I want to be <laughs> in the show uh, inherently. And so maybe that's what it is with The Chosen because it's, um, you know, I just feel closer to it. Like the way The Chosen's creators, content creators respond and interact with the fans is much more personal than a lot of the other shows because it is smaller. It is growing, um, but it still is a lot smaller and it's, you know, more reliant on the fans, which I think is a really great trait for a, it's a great trait <laughs> for a show to have for any any project to have is just this like because without the fans obviously the show doesn't exist um because there's no one to present it to <laughs> but um with this show it feels much more like intimate and personal with fans like me um and anyone who who's on the show because it's much more reliant on the fans because it is a crowdfunded show so without the fans it doesn't even make any of its money anyway so um, I just really like that about The Chosen. It just feels much more personal, um, and I just feel more connected to it. So, I uh, don't know how I got onto that subject, but uh, first episode, great episode, hook uh, into the show. And uh, it's it's gr- it's just, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not one of my favorite episodes in the show by any means, but for what it's trying to do, it does it, and it does it well. Um, so, starting off the episode, we have... Our, I guess, flashback of the week, you could say. Flashback of the episode. Um, I I like the flashbacks, and I liked so the every episode. I just think it's cool for The Chosen, because it makes all of it like its own little mini-movie set up and payoff and um, that kind of thing. So with this episode, the first episode, we have the flashback of Mary as a child with her dad. Um, and her dad reading the verse to her that she then reads again later in the episode, um, or at least sees, and it comes back in season two, episode six, um, yeah, no, episode five, <laughs> sorry, excuse me, um, so, no, yeah, it's episode five, okay, um, so, just like that, those little flashbacks at the beginning of the episode, always, I always thought were cool, um, and they got a little inconsistent with them in season two, like by season two, episode one, with the beginning, with the beginning and the end with, um, John, um, John, I don't know his last name, John, um, him at the beginning, the, with the book of John, writing the, the beginning of the book of John, tying that into the end, and then him at the very end when he was old, and just, it, it made me think that for season two, they were going to be consistent with the flashbacks, or flash forwards, I guess, in the fact that at the beginning of every episode, we would flash forward to the future and show after Jesus ascended into heaven, um, and then flash, and then 
tie it in back at tie it back in at the end. Um, I I thought they were going to be much more consistent with that, and I was really interested to see that um, be kind of the running thing throughout season two. But obviously, uh, they didn't do that, and I was a little disappointed that they were kind of inconsistent with that. But here, this is throughout the whole season one, we get these little flashbacks to past points in either Israelite, hist- Israelite history or the character's history. In this case, the character's history with Mary as a child. Um, and then we come to the present day where Mary has just, um, I guess, traumatized a poor man. Um, which, you know, it would be cool. We have recurring characters in the show. They have, because The Chosen kind of really leans into the fact that we don't exactly know every little thing that happened. Uh, in Bible times, because we weren't there, obviously, um, that they can really kind of expand upon things and just kind of get, they just give themselves a little bit more freedom, which I appreciate, um, to just kind of go, just kind of, you know, wiggle around and be like, well, we don't really know what happened, so we can do this, and it all is in the context of bringing out more emotional value, more um, character value and, and get, get stronger arcs in there and the whole purpose of the show being seeing Jesus through the eyes of those who knew him, uh, really expanding upon the backstories of what it could have been with certain characters that Jesus interacted with um, in my opinion <laughs> I think we should start a petition um, to bring that guy back <laughs> <laughs> it just is my personal thing that I always thought is I would like to see that guy return. The guy who Mary traumatized the nameless person at the beginning of episode one of season one. That guy's just like, ah, run, help me. I just think that it would be cool to see that guy return. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only person, but I just think it would be fun to see just kind of how he reacts to seeing Mary fully restored um, and her being with the disciples and Jesus. <laughs> I just think that would be cool to see um and definitely has some emotional value in there too story arcs to get across the themes um certain like you know powerful themes that that the show is known for with every episode um so she he's traumatized and he and he runs to get some romans it shows mary um you know she's uh demon possessed she doesn't know um we get our introduction of Nicodemus, who, I just gotta say, I mean, in season one, he's listed, he gets his own, like, he's at the top of the call sheet. <laughs> it shows everybody else's names. And then, not even Jonathan Rumi as Jesus, it, it shows Eric Avari as Nicodemus, um, specifically. So, obviously, he was kind of a bit of a higher caliber of actor um, and that shows in the show, just his level of acting and just his performance is just so great and so perfect. Um, just probably one of the best in the show. Um, and that's, you know, he's probably a guest star, guest star for this season specifically, which is probably why he didn't return in season two. Um, because he just kind of, you can just tell that he's just kind of a higher level of um, an actor than all the rest of the people on the show not to say that the rest of people on the show are bad in any way all of them are are great they're phenomenal and they're all kind of uh almost equal i'd say like they're all just kind of right there um but i just gotta say like you can just tell that nothing against again nothing against the other actors 
on the show. All of them are great, but you can just tell that Eric Avari as Nicodemus is just a little bit on a higher caliber than the rest. Um, because he just does such a great job in this episode. Just the character of Nicodemus, the even the material that he was given, um, he just he his performance is just so great because Nicodemus he's a Pharisee. And given to the wrong actor, this material could have been could have come off not as charming because uh, Nicodemus, if you really just look at and if you don't even picture Eric Avari's phenomenal acting going along with this material, the script, um, if you just looked at the script, you could probably get the idea across that he's not it just wouldn't be as charming and he wouldn't like be rooting for this guy as much because he's a Pharisee. The Pharisees despise Jesus and everything that revolves around Jesus because they just respect the law and they worship the law and they and they think God is the law, like Shmuel, which again, unpopular opinion, I think Shmuel is the real villain of the show. They mark it and they always talk about how Quintus is such a big villain of the show. They're like, oh Quintus, um you know, Quintus, 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 he's he's the big bad of the show. I honestly think Shmuel is a very much more of a villain of the show than uh, Quintus is. Because Quintus, he's a great character. He's fun, he's lively, he's entertaining. He, the, the actor, I forget his name, uh, forgive me, he does such a great job. You know, he, he get, he's quirky, he's, he's kind of just... He's just fun. Like he just he just does such a great job as a character, um, and he likes Jesus. He has specifically said in season two, episode seven, "I like you, Jesus of Nazareth. Don't make me kill you." And so he's like he he he. And then they went into the whole fish metaphor thing, which was funny. Um, he he wants to be on Jesus' side. He he doesn't exactly consider Jesus too big of a threat yet. Whereas Shmuel is like. This guy is so much trouble. We got to get rid of him now. And he is just so opposed to Jesus way more than Quintus is. And he has a lot more power at his disposal than Quintus does. Or he's getting there. Um, because obviously with the... Impl- he, he, I mean, yeah, he's, he's not really getting anyone to believe his case. But he's so persistent and he's so stubborn that he is very dangerous to Jesus and his disciples. More dangerous than Quintus is. Quintus has the whole Roman army at his disposal. Um, Quintus has the whole, yeah, Quintus does. Shmuel does not have an army, but he has persistence and he has drive and he has dangerous ambition. Um, So I think that that's what's going, I mean, obviously that's what's going to be, that's what's going to bring Jonathan Rumi's Jesus to the cross is Shmuel and his efforts um, with the Pharisees against Jesus. I think that that is much more dangerous, obviously, because it's what ends up killing Jesus. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, that shouldn't really be a spoiler if you've read the Bible. But um, Shmuel is much more dangerous than Quintus is, in my opinion. At least in this point in the show. Maybe in season three or, or how many other seasons there are. Seven. Like all of the other seasons. Maybe Quintus will get really mad at Jesus. Maybe Jesus will... Uh, I don't know, do something that he doesn't like. Um, and Quintus will get really mad at Jesus. And Quintus may become more of a threat. But as of now, with seasons one and two, I just don't think Quintus is nearly as dangerous as Shmuel is. Um, and even this in this first episode, you know, with his him being Nicodemus's little uh, apprentice follower guy, um, studying under Nicodemus, um, he... 
is like he's he's trained by the best. Nicodemus is teacher of teachers. He's he's risen to the top. He's the 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 top dog here. Um, and Shmuel being trained under him, he knows the law. And before Nicodemus has you know he changes and he is born again um, throughout the show. He was obviously dedicated to the law of the Pharisees um, and reading it and you know. Um, studying it and and memorizing it uh because he's he's the top he's he's the the i don't know the teacher of teachers i guess you could say and uh shmuel to be studying under that while nicodemus was still devoted to the law um he learned from the best and so now he has the training of nicodemus the, the best guy and now he has dangerous ambition and so i think that's what's going to be just even more of a threat. All that to say, I just think Shmuel is more dangerous than Quintus is. Um, I don't even know how I got on this subject. <laughs> oh man, I go. It, it's all chosen related. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not. I'm not worried about it too much. Um, it, it's still talking about the chosen. It's still talking about specifically season one, two, as well. So um, that is, I think, fine in my mind. Sorry, um, but uh, yeah. So Shmuel, Nicodemus. We get the introduction of Nicodemus in this episode. Great character, Eric Avari. Eric Avari is phenomenal. He's great. He's amazing. Um, we get the introduction of Matthew, who is played by Paris Patel. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. I'm sorry. I just said I'm terrible with pronunciation. So uh, that guy, he plays Matthew, who is autistic um, in the show, which I think was an interesting direction to go with the character of Matthew. Um, because in the Bible, it doesn't exactly say that he was over-observant and, uh, super precise with the details, uh, because I think it's either Mark or Luke's gospel is longer than Matthew's is. So, obviously, he wasn't the most precise in real life, but in the show, they choose to portray him as just overly precise on the details, you know, he's super focused, he's... He's, uh, he doesn't quite get everything. He's, in a sense, um, just, like, things go over his head. He, he, he thinks very literally. Um, so he is obviously a bit of, he was an interesting portrayal, but I still, I mean, I still really enjoy his, uh, the, the actor's performance, the, the, the script, the, just the character, the way the character is crafted, I think is still very good. It fits the show very nicely um, for the arcs and stories that they're presenting and telling um, in the show. He definitely has just this nice flair to him. He just has a little bit of spice into the show, just with how different he is from the character. Although, yeah, we didn't obviously know very much about Matthew from the Bible. Um... All we know is that he was a tax collector and he was called by Jesus. He made the Gospel of Matthew. Um, so, just that different portrayal. In a way that, in the, like most of the show, the portrayals, the stories, the way everything is done is just in a way that you wouldn't have expected ever. Like, you never would have expected it, but it feels so natural when they present it. Um, you know, telling it, like, you know, how much the disciples bicker, how much they fight, um... Jesus being cracking jokes, being a funny guy. Um, it's no one would have ever guessed. Um, or at least I wouldn't. I never would have thought of any of this that way. But once they introduce it in the show, it feels completely and 100% natural. Um, so 
uh, Matthew being a perfect example of that. It feels natural, maybe not the most natural as some of the other things in the show, but he still feels very natural. Um, it fits the show very nicely, as I said, adds a little bit of spice and flavor to the show that I think is is uh, was just a very nice touch as well. Um, so we also get uh, Simon and Andrew, which a lot of people with well Simon obviously he's not the greatest guy even in the Bible the stuff we see I will never forget you I mean betray you Jesus even if these guys these losers fall away I never will three seconds later I do not know that man I do not know that man I do not know that man um obviously Peter is not you know the most heroic out of the disciples but I mean you know if you step back and really look at it sure he's not the greatest guy but I think just I just really I mean I've always been like I always feel like people have been kind of hard on Peter, um, personally. I've always thought he was just great. Like, I mean, he's just, you know, a guy. And I just, I mean, you know, he gets so much credit for when he stood up and said, you know, you were the son of God. You were the rock. He, he, um, he, he was, it was very clear that he was the one who was most, like, probably the closest to Jesus out of the disciples. Um, and so in this show, you know, he's a gambler. He... He, um, you know, um, he, he gambles, he, he takes huge risks, he does things, he betrays his friends, um, he does things that are not the most heroic, but I just think, especially, um, Shehar, Shahar, Shahar, I think that's how you say it, Shahar Isaac, again, sorry, not good with pronunciation, um, he, his performance of the character of Peter is, um, I just, I, I really enjoy him, he's just kind of everything that you should picture Peter as, or I've, everything that I've pictured Peter as, um, he just does a very good job of portraying the character of Peter, Peter is just written very well, his personality is, like, sharp, and it stands out, as you know, he's, he's got temper, he's hard-headed, he is, um, he, he is pig-headed, so, um, he, he definitely has a personality that stands out as well. Everyone in The Chosen, their personality stands out. Um, Peter's is definitely a prime example of that. He uh, is just... A vi- I, I, I like Peter. He's he's a fun, lively character. He um, he he has a lot of funny moments. He's a, he's a funny character in the show. Um, I enjoy a lot of the little gags he has, especially with his banter with Andrew, uh, played by Noah James. Uh, that's an all-American name, so I, I have no trouble pronouncing that. <laughs> um, him and Noah James's banter is very nice and just very, f- just entertaining and fun to watch. Uh, Simon Peter overall is, is very entertaining and fun to watch. Um, I just really enjoy his character. I, I, I've always thought that people are a little harsh on Peter in, <laughs> in the Bible, and even I was, when I was watching this with other people, like, mm, Peter's not really a good guy, is he? I'm like, mm, probably not, but I really kind of like him. I've always liked Peter. Um, he, he just is he's just a character that I just really like. Um, and I think Shehar, Shahar, Shahar, I don't know. Isaac, the, the actor of Peter does a great job of portraying him in the show as well. Um, he just does a great job. I really enjoy his performance. I enjoy everyone's performance. I don't think there's a performance that I don't like. Um, so <laughs> it's pretty much a given that I enjoy their performance, but he does a great job. He's great, Peter. Um, and Andrew is a great character too. You know, uh, them, I have a brother, 
we have a podcast called the Movie Majors Podcast, which you should totally go check out if you haven't, where we do discuss Marvel, Disney, Star Wars, Pixar, the things I mentioned earlier. Um, and so I have a brother, so I know what it's like to have a brother and just kind of the relationship. And the relationship between Peter and Andrew, Simon and Andrew, is is very natural relationship. It feels real. I have a brother, as I said, so I know what a relationship with a brother is like. And this doesn't as, this doesn't at all feel like <laughs> not true to what it is. <laughs> they you know they bicker, they fight, uh, they you know they love each other, but they don't really ever want to say it or uh, call attention to it. Um, and they just they have fun with each other. They despise each other. They it's 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 very much true to what a relationship with a brother is like. Um, in the show, Noah James as Andrew in particular, besides the brother relationship, um, as as Andrew, it, he does a great job with his character, just kind of being the counterbalance to Simon because Simon, you know, he's hard-headed, he's stubborn, he's he's uh, headstrong, and Noah's very calm, cunning. Well, not cunning, but like calculated. You know, he's in the background. He uh, just is is more like calm with himself and. Uh, just is more focused than Peter is. Um, this is always the one who's who's worried and is in the background like, oh, this is a bad idea. I don't know if we should do in this. Simon, stop it. Um, so he he does a great job of playing that character, and it's it's a very natural um, counterbalance to Peter as a character. Uh, they just play off of each other really nicely and go together really well. Um, kind of like peanut butter and jelly. Um, you know, just as a random example, but, um, that's the only one that came to my mind. Sorry. Uh, they just really go well together. They, and it's just fun, funds of ton, tons of fun to see them on screen. Um, as it, they're just great as, as a duo, they, uh, Noah James and Shahar Isaac do a great job. Um, I don't think we get any more introductions in this episode. Oh, we do get the introduction of Jesus at the very end, um, just for a brief moment. And we don't get the, we get pretty much Jesus at the end of this episode is what you've seen basically every other place before. Um, he is not the, he doesn't have as much of the real ish personality when he jesus in the show is nice because he makes jokes he is funny he's he's an he's a easygoing person to be around in the show but when he needs to have a serious moment an emotional moment he has them and he can do it easily and naturally you can just like in this episode that's an emotional moment he finally breaks mary out of her inner demons and uh he gets her he, he calls her to him, I have called you by name, name of the episode, hmm, funny, um, he, he calls her, and he calls her, and so, um, that is, he, he doesn't have as much of the personality that's different in the show, than, as opposed to other Jesuses, Jesai, I don't know how to say the plural form of Jesus, <laughs> but, uh, the other Jesus, Jesai, that we, Jesuses that we've seen before, um, and that doesn't show as much in this episode, but I think that was a clever choice because, again, this is the hook. This is the introduction. This is the, the episode to make you say, what's going to happen next? Um, and make you want to click on to episode two. Um, so 
I, I think that it was a wise choice making Jesus just have the emotional moment, which is pretty much what we've seen from all the other Jesuses. They're all just very much, come to me and you will be saved. Um, just kind of like um, someone described it best, someone, one of my friends described it best, floating on clouds. Um, so I think that was a wise choice because it's it's familiar to you. So you're like, oh, that's Jesus. I recognize that. Now let me go watch episode two where Jesus starts cracking jokes. You'll see a little bit more of his lively personality, and you're like, oh, huh, ah, he, he's pretty funny, huh? That's interesting. And then episode three, you have Jesus Loves Little Children, which is even more Jesus' lively personality and just his, his easygoing, easy-to-be-around-with personality, uh, relatable personality that, that makes brings him down to human level because he is 100% human as well as he is 100% God. Which is why I don't agree with the controversy over him practicing the Sermon on the Mount. Um, but we can get into that later. Um, he is 100% human as well as he is 100% God at the same time. So technically he is 200% of a man. Um, of, a, of a being, you could say. We are all 100%. He is 200%, you could say. Um, and I think him... Just, just the introduction of his character in this episode was done very nicely because you recognize it. Oh, you know, that's how he is before. He's he's always... Ah, nah, nah. Um, so I'll click on episode two because it's familiar. And then that's when they start adding the different aspects of Jesus that Dallas Jenkins has envisioned him as um, throughout the show. Um, so that's... I just think that was a very clever choice. Um, so overall, as the first episode, it's great. I just love these. The first season, the first four episodes are great. It's just a, a, it's a very just, just. I don't know. I even know how to describe it. It's the chosen feeling, you know. Uh, I think most of you listening will probably know what I'm talking about. It's it's that chosen feeling, um, and that's especially prevalent throughout these first four episodes. Um, just that chosen feeling is the way to describe these four episodes and what makes them special. What makes them engaging entertaining and fun is is that chosen feeling um it just has that chosen nature about it it it, it's just unique and its own thing and you can't really compare it to anything else um because it is so unique and so different and so um just special so as the first episode great first episode amazing phenomenal as well as it's it's on the same quality bar as the show has consistently managed to uh keep throughout the entire show there are a few episodes that i think are slightly above that bar we'll get that and in, get into that later i call it the trinity um <laughs> it's just three episodes in season one that i just think are the chosen in full swing and i just think those three are the best episodes of the entire show we'll get into that later um but this episode particularly it's a great first episode great introduction to the show sets up things um and lets you know what's going to be happening on the show just kind of what's the what it establishes the tone of the chosen and it does it efficiently and it does it in an engaging and entertaining way so i i definitely enjoyed this episode um yeah i think that's all i have to say about it so this episode i'd probably give it if I had to rate it out of 1 to 10, probably give it a 9 out of 10. That's probably going to be my rating for most of the episodes on this show. Um, it's a great episode. Um, great. Tons of fun. Well, I mean, it's a bit darker, so maybe not as 
tons of fun, but um, it is definitely fun. It's it's a great show, great first episode. Um, yeah, so make sure to tune in next week where I'll be talking about The Chosen Season 1, Episode 2. Uh, Shabbat. Yes, the season two, season 1, Episode 2, Shabbat. Um, I'll be discussing that episode next week, so make sure you're here for that. Um, and uh, have a nice day, everybody. See you next week.